What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. Today, we've got an interesting one. A man walks into a Bigfoot. How many times do you think that happens? Probably almost never, but you never know. So in this case... It happened back in 1970 when a hitchhiker was hitching down the road in, let's see, Schenectady, New York. Uh, This comes to us from the Rocky Mountain Sasquatch Association. (laughs) Gotta love that title. And it's the headline states, Man bumps into eight-foot-tall Bigfoot walking in thick fog along the Mohawk River. Now, I don't know about you, but you'd think that'd be something you could see from a distance away. However, this particular evening was foggy with dense, dense humidity, and it wasn't the summer, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, it was mid-June, and he was hitchhiking along Route 5 between Amsterdam and Schenectady, New York. It was late at night. Uh, or early morning, he says. He believes it was about 1 to 2 a.m. in the morning. Keep in mind, this is 1970. Nobody's got cell phones, and he may have not even had a watch at the time. Okay, he's hitchhiking. You know, hitchhiking back in the 60s and 70s, you know, you might, you might have been, you know, free and loose and fancy free and not had a watch attached to you to remind you about the time because you're a free bird, right? I can only imagine what it would have been like to be a teenager in the 60s or in in 70 right just it's just so much of a different time you know people's minds were becoming more open to ideas like free love the idea of you know us not being part of our body us actually being able to float out of our body with you know the amount of hallucinogens and different drugs that were out at the time Still are, but you know, we're definitely making their way into pop culture at that time. Um, so to move forward with the story, states that it was very foggy and was along the Mohawk River during hot weather. So you can imagine summertime with a little bit of humidity, not gonna feel that great, but you know, at least it was nighttime. 
He couldn't see far, and he states, I was worried about walking off the road into a guardrail and bumping up my leg, or maybe falling over something, uh, or getting off into the middle of the road and getting hit by a car. Isn't it fascinating that so many hitchhikers use the road? Well, it's flat, right? For one thing, you're not going to trip over some bump in the grass. It's going to be easier to walk. And, um, you know, if you are hitchhiking, you're going to need a ride, right? So not a lot of hitchhikers are going to walk off of the road. They're going to walk pretty close to the road to try to get somebody to see them. Uh, he states that uh, he was walking with one foot in the gravel and one foot on the road. I was in a spot where the fog was particularly thick, and he states I, he put his hands out in front of him because he had lost the road and had both feet in the gravel. So now he's thinking, uh-oh, I might actually bump into a tree or something else. I don't know what's going to be in front of me, honestly. And if you've ever driven in deep, dense fog, you know what that's like. You can't see two feet in front of you. All of a sudden, you see two red lights in front of you, think, and it's a car, and you're like, holy crap, I'm going to hit this car, right? So it's the same thing with walking, right? You can't see much further ahead of you than you could with a car. Um, you know, you use low beams in a car so that you can, you know, try to see as far as you can. You don't use high beams because it'll make the, the fog worse. Um, so he's walking out with his hands in front of him and he takes a couple hesitant steps. Both hands went up against a very hairy animal, he states. It was wet and it smelled extremely bad he says evidently it it was as surprised as i was as it let out an almost human drawn out hole <laughs> he says i froze solid and i couldn't make any noise or move a muscle uh, because he was frozen solid he says uh, whatever it was ran down the road and sounded like it was two-footed slap 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 uh, ran down the road out of out of my hearing capabilities, so it ran out of ran not ran out of sight, but ran out of sound. I stayed where I was because whatever I had encountered had gone back the way I was going, so it went back the way he had come from, and he didn't want to run into it again, and so he just sat on the guardrail, smoked a couple of cigarettes, and waited for the fog to lift just a little bit. And as the fog lifted, I saw at the edge of the fog a two-legged, furry, dark brown figure, about seven to eight feet tall, run across the road, uh, road and jump over the guardrail. I know what a bear looks like, and it wasn't a bear. The guy was anonymous and just reported it. Um, and they uh, and they stayed on this uh, RMSO, the... Uh, Rocky Mountain Sasquatch organization that even they said that it had to be scary as hell. And they were glad they were able to see it in the end. I don't know about you guys, man, but <laughs> if I ran into a Sasquatch and, uh, well, you bumped into it, one thing's interesting is you actually touched the dang thing. Very few humans on the planet Earth could say that. They might be, you know, a few might be able to say they actually saw it, even less could say they recorded it but how many people could say they actually touched the sasquatch this dude has to be in like the upper one percent of sasquatch sightings right uh probably like the point zero you know zero one percent even um so i find that particularly fascinating um what do you guys think
I think that's really, really, really fascinating. Very, very few folks could come across a Bigfoot and touch it. Now, the Rocky Mountain Sasquatch Organization also has another article uh, about two Sasquatches and even a third. A nine-foot-tall Adirondack Sasquatch with two smaller Sasquatch. This article was in January 18th of 2022, so earlier this year, almost about a year ago. So this comes to us from the same site, and uh, it's it states that uh, it was in Florida. Oh, oh no, I apologize. Half half of the year, this person is a snowbird, right? So they're they're down in Florida when it's warm. Uh, <laughs> when it's cold in New York, I should say, where it's warm in Florida. And then the other half, they're up in the Adirondack Mountains in New York. And they have a lake house up there. So she states, or, or he states, uh, when I came back to New York, my neighbor was mentioning that he thought there was a bear standing up walking across the road and going down to the beach area where they live on the lake. The neighbor states he repeatedly saw this. So they didn't think anything of it, and they would throw scraps of food off the side of the house. Maybe this thing was hungry. But in October, between 11.15 and midnight, I took out the dog down the driveway, let her go bathroom, and they heard something coming up from the lake, breaking branches and having the sensory lights come on on the side of the house as they light up automatically. They got to the second flight of stairs, and the no, another sensor light lights up. And there stood in front of them a Bigfoot, approximately nine feet in height. The eyes were red in the light, and it was massive. It looked like a pro football player in costume, in costume uh, with massive muscle tone. I think that's really interesting because how many Bigfoot have all that muscle tone, right? That's pretty rare. Uh, but again, you know... These things are different, right? Some are super muscular, some are not. Some are male, some are female. You get different vibes with different ones. The face looked like a primitive man uh, with an auburn reddish fur, which was the same going down the front of the chest, followed by darker fur consuming the rest of the body. That is fascinating. Reddish fur. I love that. So this reddish fur is going down not only from around the face but also going down the front of the chest followed by darker fur consuming the rest of the body now this bigfoot was approximately 15 feet from this individual they stood there and just kind of reveled in the fact that they were seeing something that was totally outside the realm of norm normality right um, and it seemed very sensitive they stated it wasn't threatening at all. It was very sensitive. And this is interesting because it's exa exactly what Randy Kramer stated, is that the Bigfoot species is generally very comedic, very affable, very fun-loving. They like to joke around, and, and they're very intelligent. So it being sensitive, or this, this witness stating that it felt like it was a very kind and kind of a gentle entity, makes total sense. Um, she wasn't, he or she wasn't afraid of it. Uh, they held their dog in their arms, and they, she, he or she stated they basically startled each other. So they state, I stood there for about four and a half minutes. I heard the Bigfoot steps, but never had uh, 
or I heard of Bigfoots, they state, but they had never seen one before. Well, that's like most of us. Uh, they slowly went into the house. Then the bigger Bigfoot <coughs> sorry, um, stood there as well as two smaller ones behind it to the right. It makes me think that there's like a, a family of them, right? Um, they were, maybe they were just like a pack, you know, just going out for a hunt. The following day, there were large footprints down in the sand uh, in a wooded area of the beach of what looked like a nest. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? We just talked about them being, you know, kind of a group. Without a doubt, uh, it was totally a human-like entity and not some kind of animal entity. So, well, I think Bigfoot and Sasquatch in general cover both of those topics or both of those genres a human animal kind of hybrid type of an animal but man there seems to be a lot of bigfoot activity in the new york area um it seems fascinating uh and, and there's people in the comment section that talk about it too stating they've, they've seen it as well really really fascinating stuff um i haven't actually seen this website before i'm gonna do a little bit more of a deeper dive into it it seems when it comes to the range of Bigfoot and other creatures in general is that, or other encounters with Bigfoot, I should say, in general, it seems as though there's a wide variety of experiences. Some that are mostly sensitive, mostly kind. Most of the Bigfoot don't want to engage with humankind at all. They'll even run away even though they're larger. I think if we were larger than some other being that we came across, you know, we might be a little bit more aggressive. Um... But, you know, again, what if you were out hiking in the woods and you just came across a raccoon? You're not going to go up and attack it, right? You might be afraid of it. You don't want to get this this thing to bite you. You don't know if it's rabid. You don't know anything about it. And if Bigfoot knows anything about humanity, it's that we are violent and aggressive. We might have guns, weapons, and all kinds of stuff on us and might, attract, want, might want to trap it or kill it just for proof or for profit. So... There's a lot of reason for them to want to run from us. Now, I've also heard that Bigfoot can uh, zap in and out of of existence, right? Um, they have this psionic capability to blink in and out of dimensionality. Um, how they do that, I have no idea. Maybe they have a device. Maybe they don't. Um, maybe they're just born that way. Um, it's really fascinating. That's why they're called the, uh, the champion of hide-and-seek. They can always hide somewhere. Uh, they can always get away from us. You've never seen one captured, have you? Well, with the exception of that one guy up in Canada that I did do a podcast about. He had he had the head of a Bigfoot frozen uh, in one of those large uh, freezers, right, that you would keep in your garage um, that are like, I don't know, what, four or five feet wide by like three feet deep or something like that. Uh, and he had it in his family for quite some time. I don't know if that was a hoax or if it was real, but it was interesting. Um, there's some pictures of it on the internet if you want to try to pull it up. You can do that. You can go back and search my podcast. I did that, gosh, I don't know, probably two years ago. Um, but yeah, lots of fascinating stuff. Wanted to bring you a little bit of Bigfoot folklore and, and experiences out there and um, see what you thought. Have you had a Bigfoot experience? Put it in the comments section. I've I, Again, I have heard of aggressive Bigfoot encounters where uh one woman was driving in washington and she had her car bashed into multiple times by this humongous hairy creature was that a bigfoot or was it a different kind of creature 
Don't know. Was that Bigfoot extremely ticked off? Don't know. Did he need it? Was he just trying to hitchhike a ride and trying to get her to stop? Seem, that seems a little bit less plausible, but humorous nonetheless. So what do you think? Bigfoot peaceful? Is Bigfoot able to have psionic powers to blink in and out of existence? Uh, is it possible to just bump into one and be part of the 1%? I don't know, but it is interesting. So anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. I'm enjoying bringing them to you. I'm going to pop another one out today on top of this one. Uh, recorded half of this yesterday and half today. So um, I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, whatever they may be. Go out and get some sun today, just for a few minutes. Get some of those vitamins in your body. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care and Lockdown Universe out.